settle into your posture. Check your posture to make sure that you're not consciously holding the parts of your posture. That they are comfortable and that they have stability. The way you position your legs, the way you place your hands, comfortable distance of your elbows from your body, the level of your shoulders, the straightness of the back. centeredness of your head and neck the conducive placement of your eyes closed opened or half opened mouth teeth tongue simply resting in their natural places teeth not clenched Jaw is not too loose. Without trying to force your mind to focus on the breath, nor trying to chase away distractions, as much as you can bring your attention to your breath, not trying to control the breath, just observing the breath, following the cycles as they go from inhalation back to inhalation, exhalation back to exhalation. And as you continue to observe the breath, Check your posture to make sure that you are comfortable, to make sure that the posture has stability, keeping your awareness on the breath. If you need to make adjustments, make adjustments with the posture. If you have to raise your seat, raise your seat. If you have to lower your seat, lower your seat. If you have to bend your cushion, bend your cushion. so that you don't need to consciously hold your posture in place. After establishing a sense of ease with the posture, let your mind rest almost like a cushion on the sense of ease, the sense of calmness and continue to just merely observe the breath
and try to stay, try to keep a continuous, unbroken awareness on the breath for about 21 cycles. Finding a sense of ease, a sense of calmness in the breath. Let the mind rest in that calmness. Arouse your determination, your passion, the reason why you want to meditate. The ultimate reason and the temporary reason temporary reason that you which is your next step to help you get closer to the ultimate reason motivation in the back of your mind. Bring your attention to the point between your eyebrows about a prostration's distance from you. And in that space invoke the very means to help you fulfill both your temporary goal and your ultimate goal. Your guide the very embodiment of the very goal you seek. 
entrust yourself in your abilities to achieve your goal and in the goal itself and the means to achieve it take refuge Whatever level of conviction you have that indeed the means to achieve your goal is right in front of you, taking a form made of light to inspire you to action. Show your reverence in your mind, prostrate. Show your gratitude, make offerings, think of the things you own that makes you happy and make a gift of them. Think of the things that we all share together that no one person owns like a sunset and offer that. And those personal things that you own your vices that takes time away from you from doing what you need to do offer them also keeping in mind the reason your motivation
understanding that there's distance that has been created between you and your objective. This distance was placed there by your very actions, actions done in the past, body, speech and mind, regretting having done such actions for you see how they are separating you from the very goal that you seek. Take refuge, gain the strength to never repeat them in the future and ask especially for strength from the three jewels that you may have the strength to restrain for a specific period of time that you designate according to your capacity and to make up, think of something to do something you could say something you could think about, something you could do that when you do it it will be a makeup activity.
rejoice, gladdening your mind, thinking about the goodness that exists, that you've seen, that you know about, that you've heard about, your own goodness and goodness of others. From the goodness of restraining from a bad action, either in mind, for a split moment, to the goodness that it takes to become a fully enlightened Buddha. Seeing how important that principle which frees us from all pains is important for all to hear, to understand, beg the teacher to teach that principle. beg the teacher to stay, to always be there until the ultimate goal is reached.
bring your attention back to your breath. your attention on the breath, slowly become aware of your body once more. Probably don't know it, but uh, we never actually left Bodhicitta. We were just taking a break. <laughs> okay. And today I thought it would be a uh, because of the events that have uh, recently been brought to our attention. I thought it would be a good uh, good time for us to uh, practice Tonglen and also to uh, talk a little bit more about Bodhicitta. The last, uh, I guess we, we sort of reached a point in Bodhicitta where we're talking about what is the point, when do you know that uh, your practice in trying to develop Bodhicitta is uh, progressing? How do you know you're making progress? So there are certain uh, indications that you should be looking out for, certain indications as to uh, your behavior. Are you becoming softer? Are you... Uh, being moved by when you hear things of uh, uh, people are suffering? Are you very happy when you hear someone uh, is happy? Does that make you happy? Things like that. And you find yourself you know, sort of getting the compulsion to do something when you hear about suffering and you feel like going and do something. When you hear someone needs something, you feel like going and give up something of yours so they can be happy. Now, uh, uh, these things you can uh, read about them there in the manuals uh, I'd like to share with you some of the things that uh, my teacher shared with me and it's just this one thing about uh, a sign that how do you know that you're develop your bodhicitta pro- you're making progress in developing bodhicitta and it has to do with uh, in the beginning because we have this tendency to be selfish and this tendency to be selfish may not be a gross tendency. It's not be like you know. It's, it's not like you're you know. What was that? Four years old, four years old, five years old. At what age are they very selfish? When we were very selfish, and when developing our identity, this is me. So this is mine. This is mine. This is mine. You know, everything belongs to me. The building is mine. The cars passing by is mine. Give it to me. <laughs> okay. So 
It's not that your selfishness is that gross, that whatever you see, say it's mine, give it to me. But you know, because we are samsaric beings, the reason God keeps us here is that we have a very well developed sense of selfishness. And it has its very, very uh, refined levels of subtleties. And it can even, uh, it will manifest in, at certain levels where you're trying to develop uh, uh, an, attitude, an attitude of altruism and it is your selfishness guiding you. Okay? And you have to be careful about that also. And because of that tendency, we have to go through the, uh, the we have to trick our minds, we have to trick our selfish tendencies by thinking about, oh, the reason for being nice to sentient beings is because they were nice to us. The reason I, we should have uh, become a Buddha to help them is because they were once our mother, they were once our father, they were once a good, very good friend to us. This is just tricks. Okay? Once you actually are getting close to develop actual bodhicitta, that doesn't matter to you anymore. If it's a being suffering, that's enough for you to, be, to do something. Okay? It's not, you don't have to go through some uh, analytical process of saying, now, why should I become a Buddha for this person? Let me see now. I don't remember when this person was, what helped me. I don't remember when this person was my mother. I don't know. Should I help this person or not? A Bodhisattva, and once you become a Bodhisattva, you will encounter beings who are so deluded by mental afflictions that they, they will not be able to see that you are someone who is desperately trying to, you, will, or you are willing to do anything. You're willing to give up your life for their happiness. And they will, they will not be able to see that. And they will be, some of them will be so deluded, they might even hate you. Not only will they hate you, they will do whatever they can to destroy you. And when you have bodhicitta, you have to have love even for that, those kinds of beings. Okay? Because it is true that throughout your uh, uh, career as a sentient being, as a samsaric sentient being, you met countless beings who hated you, who destroyed you, who did awful things to you. You can, you can, you can think about those things too and then develop an, an, an immeasurable sense of hatred for everybody and then you want to develop that, the, the, I know, the existential atomic bomb that destroys uh, everybody, puts everybody in, 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 I don't know, in extreme suffering. Okay? You can do that too, but <laughs> what good will it do, will do you? I'm sure you've done that before. You know, we've created weapons that destroy entire worlds, entire systems, and we're still going on. Okay? So, the measure that when you know that your bodhicitta is really progressing, when it doesn't matter anymore, and it's not, a, it's, not a, it's not an issue whether or not they were nice to you. It's not an issue whether somewhere in your past life, maybe three trillion lives ago, they, were, they, they gave you a candy, and that gives you enough and enough, 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 enough fuel to say, okay, I'll become a Buddha for that person. Okay? Even if it is true that it is, up, it is the absolute opposite that every single sentient being hates you. And they all rise up as demons and all they want to do is cause you the most excruciating pain that they can uh, imagine. And even if that was the truth, and instead of thinking, how do I destroy them before they destroy me, instead you're thinking, how do I help them? Then you know you're becoming a Bodhisattva. Okay. And even if those beings 
who are rising against you and all they want is to bring you pain and you're thinking may I suffer for them instead then you know you're, be- you're getting close to becoming a true bodhisattva okay so you no longer have to be tricked to be, al- to be altruistic your altruism is becoming a part of your nature it doesn't matter who you encounter what you encounter whether that person is nice to you whether that person is awful to you or the only thing that you, the only thing you have in your mind is I want to help whether they want to be helped or not I want to help them whether they want me to hurt to harm me I want to help them okay that's the real sign that's the best sign that your bodhisattva practice is progressing but before we get to that stage because we are so accustomed to selfishness we can't just use that in the beginning okay because every once in a while we might meet someone who really bugs us and we, we might consider no not for that person okay? <laughs> everyone else but that person and, and it may sound funny but we do it we don't say it but somewhere in the back of our mind somewhere in, in an uh, unspoken way in an unconscious way there are certain people there are certain beings we are not included that are not included in our uh, in our vehicle our vehicle is not really maha vehicle it's really medium sized vehicle okay only certain people are going to get on board of your vehicle to, to, to Buddhahood okay and you have to be careful and you have to be true and sincere if you find mental afflictions in your mind that's great rejoice now you know where the enemy is now you can destroy it it's not hidden from you okay can you imagine you're just about to reach Buddhahood I mean it's, it's possible but imagine you're just about to reach Buddhahood you're about to be crowned all the Buddhas come to you and they say very good very good and then all of a sudden uh, a mental affliction comes up that you didn't know about <laughs> you, are, you are hiding from you are doing very you are doing uh, a great good job at suppressing and then it comes up and then, you, and then all of a sudden there's one person who bugged you you say okay I'm going to put the crown on but that person doesn't get anything <laughs> I mean, it's impossible to imagine such a scenario, but the attitude, can be, you can have that kind of attitude right now without even knowing it. Okay? I help all beings, except for cockroaches. I mean, I just can't, I mean, I, I can't do it. I can love everybody, I can love rats, I can love mice, but I just can't be myself to love cockroaches. Okay? So even the cockroaches, Okay. Now imagine, can you make yourself come to say this truthfully? I mean, believe in, believe in demons. Believe that they are. I mean, you don't have to go to you know, uh, think of a demon as being somebody with um, some extraordinary appearance. It could be any. It could be any appearance. It could be. Okay. A demon could be a mother. Okay. I mean, take no form of your mother. <laughs> okay. And you have to say to yourself, even if every being in the, in the universe all of a sudden manifested as that person, what will happen with your love for, for all beings? Will it decrease or will it remain the same? Or in a, in what might it even become a means for you to even make your compassion even more fierce? Wow, look how deluded they are. 
Look how overtaken they are by mental afflictions. And instead of uh, 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 naturally going to uh, thinking about ways of you know not including them in your vehicle, you know s- making your maha vehicle into like comp- more compact. <laughs> you're thinking about uh, I gotta be, I, I, I gotta become Buddhahood. I gotta get to Buddhahood faster for those people. Okay. So then you know your bodhicitta is, is is becoming a real thing. It's not just it's not just uh, hypothetical anymore. Okay. So that's the sign that uh, in the beginning they won't, they can't tell you this. This is the sign. Now, if you're beginners, we haven't heard about. It, sorry. Okay. <laughs> that's the sign of approaching bodhicitta. That is really the true meaning why you should become a bodhisattva. And later on, when you're reading the sutras, the sutras uh, uh, tells you you don't seek merit so you can become a Buddha in order to benefit sentient beings. As soon as you acquire merit, you immediately dedicate it to the happiness of others. As a matter of fact, just like what's his name, Long Dharma, uh, before he was dying, he said, "Oh, may I be born in the hell? May I be only in the hells?" Okay, so in, in, in sort of like in the same way, you're you're thinking, may my merits not ripen upon me, may my mer- merits ripen upon others instead. Okay, and you're about to do a good deed. Don't think by doing this good deed, I will get this merit, which will bring me some happiness, and I become a Buddha. I'll be in bliss, and then I'll come back and help sentient beings. You're not a bodhisattva. Okay, you are someone who's, who envies the Buddha. Okay, and you be and at best you become a Pratika Buddha. You're more, throughout your career as a Bodhisattva, you mustn't think of any at any moment of what good you're gonna get. Okay, if I help this person, then I get some good. If I do this good, then I get some good. I get some merit, and I'll be happy. Da 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 da. You must be willing to endure hell for the sake of all beings. If that's what it will take for beings to stop suffering, for you to be in hell, then that's what you're willing to endure. Then you're a bodhisattva. Okay? And all the things about, oh, the reason for becoming a bodhisattva, because, you know, come on, consider it, they were nice to you, you know, be, be nice to them, back to them. Not only were they nice to you, they were a mother to you, they helped you, you know, they sacrificed themselves for you. Come on. Okay? That no, that's no longer applies for you anymore. Okay? And you're, and you're saying to yourself, even if all beings were my enemies, I would become a Buddha for their sake. Even if all beings are my enemies, and I've always been my enemies, may I take on their suffering for them. Okay? Now, saying this, now let's do uh, the Tonglen. You're going to do the Tonglen for, I'm sure, just if you... And a Buddhist, after you become a Buddhist for a while, you stop listening to the news. <laughs> you stop watching TV. You just you know, say it's the same news, you know, suffering, 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 suffering. Okay, I already know. <laughs> so there might be some specific things that you came to know, but you know, specific problems, spots in the, wor- in the world. And you feel like doing something, perhaps. At least you notice that, you know that there are some people, some beings who are experiencing extreme fear. 
they're in trouble and they're extreme ex- experiencing extreme fear of some, fe- some uh, uh, bad future that's going to happen to them. So you're going to take away that fear. Okay. And how are you going to take away that fear? Okay, we left the teacher in front of you. So the teacher is, your, is you, the ideal, the embodiment of what you're going to achieve. You're going to wish to be that now. And forget about doubts about whether it's going to happen, okay? Throw that away. Matter of fact, don't even fight with it. Just stick with, stick with, the, with, the, with the words. That's, my, that's, that's, that's who I'm going to be. That's, the future, that's my future enlightenment. I want it now. You bring it to closer to you. And then you do the purification. Removing whatever is pre- preventing you from being that right now. And then you bring the teacher to your heart. As soon as you bring the teacher to your heart, see your body uh, become uh, like, a, like a supernova happens from the heart center. And, you, and, you, and at that moment, believe that you are, you have reached a goal. And from that, now you become like a, 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 a repository, repository so that the sufferings of sentient beings may have a place to, to, to happen. Okay? Since, you know, karma, result. If, it, if there's a seed for the karma, there must be a result. So instead of result being on the beings, let the result be upon you. The fear, the, the pain, let them all ripen upon you. And this wonderful blissful state that you're experiencing, let them have it instead. Okay? Not that you're going to take it in and you're going to transform it. You're going to take it in. You're going to be the one to suffer. And you're going to give away the bliss. Okay? Hmm... One little thing. There was a there was a sutra where somebody, a monk, was going uh, from one level to another, asking great beings uh, a question. And he was a student of Buddha, but he never he never went to the Buddha to ask the question. Finally, he he, he got to uh, Brahma, and he asked Brahma the question. And Brahma said, Brahma didn't answer the question. Brahma said, no, I am Brahma, I am the great, I, uh, I have a lot of people, uh, a lot of beings who worship me, I am Brahma. And he asked the question again, and Brahma gave the same answer. He asked the question again, and Brahma gave the same answer. And wh- when all the retinues of Brahma saw it, Brahma was not going to give any other answer than that, they all left. And then you call the monk to the side, you say, look here, man, I don't know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that in front of all those guys because they think I'm the greatest, you know. If I say I don't know something, they, they, will, they will be dejected and they will go into, uh, I don't know, know what, know what bad thing will happen to them. But what's the matter with you? Aren't you a disciple of the Buddha? Why don't you go ask him? So he went to ask the Buddha. Well, anyway, da 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 The Buddha gave a beautiful answer. The ans- uh, I'm not going to ask you what, I'm not going to tell you what the question was, but I, I'll tell you what the answer. So the Buddha gave the answer about consciousness. He said, consciousness in its, in its uh, disassociated with all the mental afflictions, with all the this and that, is, has, has no signs. That is, there's no concept that can, that in, 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 what was that? in, in, ah, encapsulated. <laughs> Signless, it is all luminous, and it is boundless. And that's not something that you work to acquire, something that you already have. Okay? Just a little something to attach to the meditation that we did before. And then you can think of that as a state that you reach, boundless, all luminous, 
bliss and now you're just giving that to all sentient beings or you're awakening, you're awakening that in all sentient beings. Okay? With the Tonglen. Right? Okay, so let's uh, get ready to suffer <laughs> for the sake of all sentient beings. <laughs> so first you arouse the compassion and then you do the meditation. Alright? So leave the body behind, place it in such a way that you don't, don't have to consciously hold it in place. Observe five cycles of breath. the determination of what you are going to accomplish in the meditation. <coughs> and don't think of it as you are going to do some visual exercise. You are going to really take and you are really going to give. Bring your attention to the teacher who is in front of you. This is the perfection that you are seeking to achieve. That state of boundlessness. Boundless love, boundless compassion, boundless wisdom. And for the sake of all those that you bring to your mind who are suffering, suffering from great fear suffering from pain make a strong wish to be closer to the teacher for their sake and bring the teacher to the crown of your head and make wishes aspirations ask for blessings Whatever it is that will obstruct you from being, making this Tonglen an actuality, may you become free of those obstructions. Whatever you need to make those, your Tonglen an actuality, to make it successful, may you come to have possessed them.
inseparable with the teacher. And through the strength of your aspiration, the teacher becomes a point of light, descends through the crown of your head, mixes with your mind, and at that moment of mixing, the supernova explosion occurs and all your limitations are blown away. Everything that you thought was you is blown away. And there remains nothing else but the, you, the teacher. And in that form, with your compassion for those suffering, and great fear, especially those who have no one or no higher thing to turn to. Direct your passion, compassion to them. And take on their fear, take on their suffering, so that they may be happy. And whatever they need to make them happy, may your very being become that for them.
your attention back to your breath and dedicate the power of this meditation on the breath, slowly become aware of your body, this time when you reach uh, this part of the uh, Bodhicitta instructions and you've been practicing for a while then you start to experience some taste of Bodhicitta then you want to uh, safeguard it and the way to safeguard it you do it the same the same thing that Bodhisattvas do you make aspiration what are called aspirational prayers um, just thought of one that I, I forgot what Bodhisattva or who went or where I, I got it but it's some, it goes something like this that uh, even if all beings were to rise against me and each of them would be inflicting the most incruciating pain upon me may I at that moment always see them as beautiful I thought that would be a nice thing. You could repeat that if you want. <laughs> okay, so we'll see each other next Wednesday, right? Okay. Good night. Thank you. <laughs>